You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Heart and Soul. I'm joined by your favorite honorary co-host, the one and only Macy Cole. Welcome back, Mace. Thank you so much. I, as always, am so glad to be here. Um, okay, so you have not been on the pod since the beginning. I think you were the first episode of this year, and we recapped 2021 yes. and maybe 2020. <laughs> Um, so catch the listeners up on what you have been up to this year. It has been a very busy year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) as life just seems to continue to unfold as we get older. Um, but we actually expanded into an additional space next to the studio and Troy, um, built his gym there. So now we have um, it's still his little space down at the beach and then a bigger space next to the studio. And then we ended up expanding both of our studio rooms. Um, and then we ended up opening a smoothie bar. So lots of things. And actually we thought we were done with the expansion. And next week we start our hopefully final expansion, um, of soundproofing the fitness facility. So, (laughs) oh my gosh, there's more. There's more. There's always something, but the space looks amazing. Thank you. It's like, it's so unbelievable. And, um, I have found myself this morning. I had a small opportunity to just sit sit with the Lord and really reflect on, on just how life has unfolded. And I've been doing a hundred days of believing bigger, which if you have never done that Bible study, I highly recommend it. And she also writes a follow-up book that is so profound. And I got done with my first Bible study of hundred days of believing bigger. And God told me to do it again. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that we did talk about this the last time you were on. We probably did. And it's really profound because every single day is like a prompt. And so I bought a second book and did it. And today I was writing the answered prayers of all these things that my heart had been longing for, for so long. And what I do is I look back at, at that same day, the last time I did it. And it was ironically October 4th. So 10, four, which was almost a year ago to the day. Yeah. And of course I had no idea what I wrote almost a year ago and all of the things that were prayer requests on that day were basically what I had written as answered prayers today. Wow. And I saw so. the date and it was 10, four. And it was like, God was like, Roger that. And I was yeah, just like, 10, four, 10, four, Roger that. Yeah. And, um, so it was just a great reminder of how faithful God is. And I say that from the standpoint of like, we have really been through some crazy stuff. Even this past year has been really intense, even like two weeks ago, I lost one of my fur babies and it was like a very kind of traumatic thing. Um, and even as we speak right now, my mom is actually in Boone with her parents. My papa is a hundred. He's going to be 101 on October 1st, but yesterday, um, he, he had mamaw call and say, you know, Linda probably needs to come home. Like 
Mm. I think some transi transitions could be taking place. Um, and even amidst like how difficult that is, because we've always talked as a family, like what that's going to be like when he transitions onto the Lord. Um, there's like an inner peace within me right now. And it just kind of shows that God's faithfulness and the journey that he takes us on is beyond anything we could ever imagine. And we will inevitably endure pain and heartbreak and heartache and challenges and, and questions. But if we continue to press into what God is trying to reveal to us on the deepest layer, the blessings that he then returns to us through our willingness to walk through the shadow of the valley of death, you know, and fear no evil, you become this thing that is fearless because you've known what it is to be consumed by fear and you've watched him redeem the thing that was your anguish become your joy. And mm. it's like, that's kind of been what this year has, has been in a nutshell is um, really challenging circumstances that have surfaced over the course of these last 10 years and then five years and then two years have now come full circle. And he has revealed to me miracles and made things whole that I thought would be eternally broken. Yeah. And then even in the challenges of things like loss and grief and not understanding why things work the way that they do. God has given me this renewed peace and faith that literally every single thing in the course of my life and collectively our life is always working for our greater good. Even um, if it seems like there could be no good to ever come from it. Mm. This is why I love having you on the podcast because <laughs> I could be like, how's work? And we go straight into the real talk. And uh, that's why I love having you on the podcast. And I love having you as a friend. And I'm so, I, first I want to say, I'm so sorry about your grandpa. I know how like close that your family is and also how your genuine relationship with him. So it's just hard, no matter how old or how much life you've lived, or even if you know exactly where you're going, it just sucks. So I'm, I'm really sorry that that's like beginning to happen. Thank you. Um, but, or, and I also want to resurface the part you said about God's faithfulness where like you, it was almost exactly a year ago on the 4th of October when you were asking for these prayers and then seeing his goodness come through and I was just talking with some, I don't even know who, uh, with someone last week about how like every day kind of sometimes feels monotonous and like nothing's happening or you're kind of stuck in the same spot. But if you really take a second to like take a step back and reflect on just even a year ago where you're at or all that you've learned or all that, all the shitty and all the good that's happened, you really can see like a bird's eye view of like all that God is doing. Oh, Macy's frozen right now. <laughs> Macy, you know what? The Lord was, or sorry, not the Lord. The enemy <laughs> was trying to get in the way by messing up our internet, but the Lord will prevail. Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. Um, no, but what I was saying before technology screwed up was I was, you know, you think that your day or your 
life is so monotonous and you can't see like what God is doing. And then you'll take a second to pause and look back on this day a year ago and where you were at. And that's why journaling is so cool, even though I suck at journaling. Um, but it's cool to like reflect on where you were and see, oh my gosh, God actually was doing so much in the little, the, the day to day in the small moments of the day to day. That's exactly right. And I think it's so powerful that you say the small moments, because what I've come to realize is those small moments are little blocks that build out our entire life. Yeah. So every single moment we are faced with questions or, um, options, right decisions ultimately. And it's those small decisions that we make moment by moment that end up shaping the course of our whole life. And what's so cool is like, sometimes it can feel like it's the enemy trying to attack us or divide us. And what I've come to realize is there's really only two energies in this world is unifying and dividing energy. And some things are here to divide and other things are here to unify, but that dividing energy ultimately makes unification stronger because it takes one thing and divides it into two things. And then those two things are forced to get stronger on their own, but eventually they come back together even stronger than they were before, which is like what building muscle is basically. (laughs) You are just another level of mic drop. I'm telling you. You group it out in me, Catherine. I'm that's what it is. That was good. That might be the title of the episode is just like unification and division. Yeah. Or something like that. I don't know. We'll talk about yeah. that later. Um, yeah. But I, well, one, you just talked about muscles and <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at podcast transitions. Um, but did you know that Michael and Troy were on the phone together last night for like 15 minutes? I'm not surprised. That's actually crazy too. Cause I know neither one of them will talk on the phone for more than like two minutes unless it's with each other. Yeah. So I thought I heard you in the background. Cause at one point Michael was on speakerphone and I'm like sitting next to him and I'm like thinking to myself, Hmm, I haven't seen you all weekend. Cause I had like a girlfriend in town and he calls Troy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so and I thought I heard you in the background. I almost texted you and was like, what you doing? (laughs) Like we're both just like laying in bed next to our, um, husbands who are actually boyfriends with each other. No, but, um, Michael was talking to Troy about like what he thought was like a pulled muscle in his back. And it actually was like, or he actually thinks it might be like a deeper injury. And I am, was thinking about that and just everything that you were saying, how like sometimes we think that we just have a pulled muscle. So we, we keep like in life, like we think that something's just like a baby thing. So we keep compounding on that, like repetitiveness of doing the same thing or trusting the same lie or whatnot. And then before we know it, like there's a real life injury in there. So like the day-to-day really is so important because you don't realize that you're either, you know, dividing or unifying until it's almost like too late (laughs) or until it's, until it breaks, until it's too far gone. And that's not to say there's always room for redemption, always room for healing, but it's like cool to reflect on the day to day to see like, Hmm, like if I were to focus and pause and be in this moment, then I can stop that division from happening and like fight it head on right now. That's right. Uh, 
And also like kind of to your point, and this is why I love you, Catherine, is I'm just so grateful that you're willing to go to those deeper places, but you do so in such a way that keeps things light and, um, and playful and lighthearted while still continuing to go deeper and deeper. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that and so appreciative of that because I think these are important topics to cover and we can go from like talking about these deep things to like, you know, what do you think about Kim Kardashian's new pajama obsession? And it's like totally normal. <laughs> yes, that's, see, that's, that's so funny that you bring that up because that has been an insecurity of mine that I didn't realize I was insecure about for a while. Like, and I just brought this up two weeks ago with my Bible study about how, like, I would do a lot of comparing myself and my, um, not, not like a physical comparison, which um, we're all prone to do, but like a spiritual comparison of like, I'm not as deep as this person. Therefore I'm not spiritual or as connected with God. And I used to do that a lot with people who, um, like went to church with me. I would like, you know, we'd be worshiping on a Sunday and I would see someone worshiping thinking like, I'm not connecting with God like that. Therefore I don't connect with God. And like at camp as a camp counselor, I used to always be like the fun camp counselor, not the ones that the kid went, the kids went to, to like, for deep conversations, but more so to laugh. And I used to really let that like be a negative and literally until like two weeks ago, I finally like was trying, I was like praying through it and I just like let it go at Bible study. Like, I think that I have let a lot of like bitterness and comparison that stems from jealousy, like stop me from seeing who God created me to be, which like, it's okay if, um, I'm more lighthearted or it's okay. If like, I'm the comic relief, the fun camp camp counselor, because that kid maybe needs that in that moment. And like Jesus laughed, Jesus probably was funny. Jesus made people laugh. And like, I just think about like how he would have interacted with people while he was on earth. And I'm sure it went from serious to fun, to sarcastic, to like all of it. Um, so I just had this like epiphany recently where I was like, I'm not going to let that be something that defines me in a negative sense anymore. I'm instead just going to like live into like this part of me. And that's so beautiful, Catherine. And it's funny because sometimes I get like sick of the fact that I think so deep and all that kind of stuff. And I crave being around people like you because you are so lighthearted, but in your lightheartedness can go as deep as you possibly want to and then say this one thing that just like makes me die laughing and it's like oh like is this so fun and light and deep and all the things and I also have to um like affirm and encourage the fact that you're willing to say like it stemmed from comparison or jealousy or these things because nobody wants to admit like oh I'm feeling jealous right now or I'm feeling self-doubt because I'm comparing or whatever but actually like a, a big part of, I think your path is that you are so willing to be vulnerable in the face of emotions that a lot of people are unwilling to sit with and even more so unwilling to name. And those two things are shame and jealousy. And you encourage us to live shamelessly, which like I've told you this a thousand times, like I really took on that hashtag that you kind of like helped me understand what it meant to the point that Troy one day was like, can you be a little more shameful? 
<laughs> like, can you like have some shame? Like <laughs> Catherine really like has sent you over the edge here. Like you've eaten pancakes for the third meal in a row, like over the course of this whole week and you haven't gotten out of your pajamas. Like there is, you need to have some shame. <laughs> Um, which is funny. So, but like in your lightheartedness and in your sweetness, like there's a realness to you and, and you really have nothing to hide and, um, you're willing to kind of express that, which is so rare. And like, you are also always so authentic. Like you're like, this may be messier. This may not be like, um, you know, an ideal thing to express, but here I am. Yeah. And it gives people permission to be themselves in your presence and also gives them permission to be vulnerable with themselves. And like, I think of like the stick of um, jealousy and that's like the shadow side of it. Like that's the side that, that we still like work on. But the other side of jealousy is actually self-love. So jealousy, the enemy uses to, in my opinion, hide or create an illusion so that we can't see our own like greatness, but actually like the cosmic joke is what I think the things that we are envious of in others are actually the things that live dormant in us that the shadow is not allowing us to see. So like jealousy actually stems from not understanding the level and magnitude of your own self-worth. Like your humor and lightheartedness is your spiritual gift. And you were thinking of it as like, I don't have any spiritual gifts because I'm lighthearted and humorous. And that's what the enemy was making you think. But actually that is what makes you beautiful. Mm-hmm. And like you, d- you rejected your body, which put you on the path of this shameless living that you've now created an entire company and brand of, and platform around understanding the plight of what it is to be a female who doesn't love themselves. And you built this entire platform off of encouraging women how to do that because that was the same hole you climbed out of. And Mm. so in a way, like I celebrate the fact that you press into the things that you claim to be jealous of and like openly share, because actually what you're saying and doing is this thing that I see in another person, I'm just not seeing in myself, but the thing that I want or long to be in these other people is actually what I already am. I just haven't uncovered it yet. And now here you are uncovering it. That's a good word, Mason. I really didn't mean for all this to be about me, but thank you for your encouragement. (laughs) I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, this has really just been a a therapy session with Macy for her to bring me up. Um, But I was, I'm doing the, I just finished this like seven day um, anxiety. You know how like the Bible app will give you like little plans you can follow. So I just finished the seven day one um, with Patrick and one of the things that stuck out to me most was like, it takes two things for a lie to free for a lie to take place. And the first is the one who says it, which is the enemy. And then the second is the one who believes it. So like you play a part in whether or not this lie takes root in you, if you choose to believe it, like it takes two to tango. And I never thought about it like that. I'm just like, Oh, like, fiery darts. The enemy is just like attacking me. I have like no like defense over it, but we have the ultimate defense. And it's so crazy that you're saying that because, um, there is an energetic anatomy that's known in Eastern philosophy, um, that they 
held more prominent than the physical anatomy. It's basically like the deeper root of our physical anatomy and that's called the chakra system. And um, mine says time left is 10 minutes and it's counting down. Is that okay? Yeah, it's okay. If it if we keep talking, I'll just send you the second link that I've created. But I'm cool. too, I'm too cheap to pay for Zoom unlimited or whatever. No need to do that. And <laughs> and yeah, that's what editing is for. Yeah. Um, yes. But the center that is our willpower. It's called the Manipura Chakra. It is the part of our body energetically and physically that holds our ability to take action and have internal power. Its shadow is shame. And so basically what was happening is the enemy was taking your power and replacing your personal power with shame, which was what was allowing you to believe that. And so I'm taking my power back. Your words mean nothing to me. I'm not going to feel your shame. And I'm actually going to like, fall in love with myself even harder. Yeah. You know, like what's crazy too, is that enemy really does double down on things that he knows that you'll use for good. Like, I think about this, this is like so crazy, but I was just talking with um, Sarah about this two weeks ago on a run, just about like this, just like how close we truly are to this, like between life and death, like this supernatural world, like in an instant, anything can change, which sounds really morbid, um, but it is so true. And I remember like when my grandmother was passing away and I was in the hospital room with her, how like she was like the most faithful woman I've ever known. And like, if anyone was going to heaven, it was grandma Ann. you know what I mean? Like, it was like, okay, well, we know exactly where she's going, but those last seven days of her life, she would like snap in and out of like, almost like expressing all the lies that the enemy was telling her. So like, she would be like, she became a different person and would start like just admitting all this shame in her life, all these things that she regretted, all this, all that. And like, it was almost like she was entranced, like staring at a wall. Like it was creepy. And then I'm not joking. Michael would just pray. And the second he said the name of Jesus, she would go back to herself. And I, I say that to say, like, I think like the enemy was like doing a last ditch effort to be like, if I can get grandma Anne, then like I can really convince other people that like God is not, or heaven is not our home. And he was really just like last ditch effort attacking this faithful woman and the name of Jesus always won. And that gives me chills because what you just described is exactly how the enemy works is like, let me tear this down. And then by Michael saying, simply the name of Jesus, it showed the level of, of the power of that name. And so it's like when the enemy thought that he was finally killing Jesus and everything was over was actually when everything was just beginning. And that's the whole thing. And I think it's important, like how you were saying, like, you know, there is this very thin veil between this life and the next one. And we don't have like the appropriate, like relationship in this culture with this idea of death. But when I was thinking about like literally like my papa will be transitioning death never felt like the actual word because he's just transitioning he's just moving from this space to be with our eternal father and like really doubling down on what that means is like jesus actually died like jesus actually went to the place that 
like none of us want to go to so that none of us have to because he did that in our place and so like she was transitioning and in that transition was getting in like caught in the crosshairs of like the enemy's work and then just by michael saying the name jesus you guys got to witness firsthand that power Mm. yeah transition is such a good way to look at it Mm because this really isn't our home and I, we've just like really experienced a lot of like very sudden or young deaths this year, like within our circle. And it's been like really eye opening because you just think you're promised tomorrow here on earth. But really, like the things that we worry and stress about here, like these are things that are so fleeting. And it is like kind of a relief to know that like, this isn't our home, but it's also kind of freaky to be like, whoa, there's like a heaven. Like there's like a place that I'm going to be in forever and (laughs) it's perfect. And like, I'm not going to cry every day. And like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to get anxious. Yeah. Right. Like, (laughs) but then it's, the truth. And it's something like you mentioned this in the beginning, like we shouldn't be able to understand it because it is so beyond this world. And we shouldn't be able to understand all that God does in the day to day or all that we don't receive or the questions we have, or we think that God is like taking from us when really it's just like the evil of this world. And like, we should, if we understood it then we would be God and we're just not God. So like, And it wouldn't be a sweep. Like me looking at all the answered prayers, like, dang, what happened from October 4th to this day right now, that journey, if somebody had told me on paper, all the things that were going to happen, I'd be like, I'm never going to get through this year. Oh yeah. I'm not going to start it. LOL. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) And yet through that journey, I really feel like I've come to a space of like strength within myself that Um, I never would have thought I could get to and like, and also like realizing like, like, as we go through these really hard things, the things that used to be really hard for us seem so like rudimentary. Seriously, there's always going to be a new level of hard. We just got to get through, through it, through the first levels. And then like, it's like, we're in a video game. Like we're like, I was going to say that earlier. And I was like, this is going to sound too weird, but yes, Catherine, exactly. Our mob boss just gets bigger, but we get more tools to overcome it. That's right. Um, okay. So I really like, I just think this episode is done. (laughs) (laughs) Like in the sense that like, we did not know where we were going and like the Lord took it where he wanted to take it. And he dropped so many truth bombs. And I really think that this like 30 minutes is going or 40 minutes because zoom timed it is going to be like an encouragement to someone listening. And that's all I ask for this podcast is just encouragement. Love that. And like how, how cool and how simple. And, um, I was actually looking at like, I was doing a workshop this morning and one of the girls said like the best thing that you can do is like find the medicine for your own soul, because if it's medicine for you, you can guarantee it's going to be medicine for somebody else. Mm. And that's kind of what happened today is like, we both kind of bared what we needed to bear. And then like, hopefully maybe one other person will be like, wow, that was, I'm not alone. I can feel you on that. 
Yeah. I mean, God draws near to us through his people. If we just like allow our selves to hear what his people are saying. That's right. Um, okay. One last nugget this, I'm not going to ask you all four questions because you've been on here a million times, but right now, what is something that you love about yourself? Oh, um, in this season, mm-hmm. I think the thing that I love the most about myself is that I went on the journey of figuring out who I am undefined by what the world says that I am. And I found that I wasn't some things that I thought I was and that I am some things that I didn't know I was. And so I would say, I, I know myself the most right now I've ever known myself. And I love that. Well, I love you and everything about you and listeners. I know that you love Macy too. So just slide into her DMS every hour on the hour and ask her to be a guest on the podcast. And maybe she'll be on every week. But do it to the Emotion Studio account because mine got hacked and I still am not into my personal. Oh, it's the most annoying thing when you get hacked. I know it. You're the queen of helping me through it. But my actual problem is like the hacker got into our business and our personal is like, ah, they don't have that many followers. Like we're going to drop them. But my, my personal account is still attached to my old phone number and they won't confirm that this is my face. So I just can't. It literally took me like six weeks for them to confirm that my face was my face. It's like crazy. I created a whole new Instagram for soul. And I was like, all right, we're done. And then like, I get an email one day that's like, Hey, we saw your face and approved. And I'm like, would have been nice, you know, six weeks ago, literally, but Hey, his timing is everything. <laughs> Amen. Mic drop. Mic drop. Okay, listeners. Well, we love you. And Macy, I love you. And love I you. will talk to you all next week. Bye. Whoa.